a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. For the grace and the privilege you have given unto us to see yet another new day. Dear Lord, this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you, Lord, for the love that you have bestowed upon us, for the season that you have brought us through, and for ushering us into a new season of abundance into a new season of favor in the mighty name of jesus holy spirit of god we knock on heavenly doors and we pray that these doors will be open unto us and grace will be made available unto us to walk with you and to be like you in the mighty name of jesus christ in jesus precious name we have prayed lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the lord for all that he is for all that he has been and for all that he is going to continue to be in your life say my father my god i bless you my father my god i praise you i give you all the glory that you deserve appreciate him appreciate him Give him all the praises. Give him all the glory. Ancient of days will bless you. Ancient of days will honor you. Will lift you higher above every other God. Will declare there is no one like you. You are bigger than the biggest. You are greater than the greatest. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus upon yourself tonight. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus upon myself. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my family. I plead the blood of Jesus upon everything that pertains to me in the precious name of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus speak for me today. Let the blood of Jesus speak for me today. Let doors open for me through the power in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Declare with me, say, let the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead begin to break any parental curses, any parental limitations, ancestral limitations, demonic standards in my life. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, let it fall upon me today and reawaken every dead thing in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare and i decree that the evil presence behind my case shall disappear evil presence behind my case shall disappear evil presence behind my problem shall disappear in the mighty name of jesus christ i reject and i break every curse and i claim the blessing of the most high god in the mighty name of Jesus. Let heaven begin to defend me. 
let my father in heaven arise and defend his interest in my life my father in heaven arise defend your interest in my life frustrate every agenda of the enemy every trap of shame prepared for me let it catch their owner garment of shame sown for me let the angel of God force it on the tailor that sow it in the mighty name of Jesus arise O God and defend your interest in my life pour your oil into my life and heal my root heal my root heal my foundation powers of darkness sitting upon my next level of prosperity let them be unseated by fire. Let them be unseated by fire. Forces of darkness sitting upon my destiny. Let them be unseated by fire in the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer this morning. Pray that prayer this morning. Father, pour your oil upon my life and heal every disease in my body. Deliver me from anything that hinders forces that are pulling me back from moving forward. Father, deliver me from their grip over my life. Deliver me from their grip over my life. Pray that prayer this morning. Any coven, any altar, any shrine on which my predicament is determined or decided, I release the fire of your judgment upon that altar in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, that is holding down the manifestation of my prosperity, I break their holds over my life in Jesus' mighty name. Lastly, declare that I will be filled with the Spirit of God to lead the kind of life that God has ordained me to live. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Yesterday, we finished the series on prayers by the grace of God God has granted us another opportunity to come to a place where we can study his word the Bible says study to show thyself approved of God the workman who needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth the word of God is the word of truth Turn your Bible with me to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I am reading from verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. The twelve tribes of God the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered abroad. Apostle James introduced himself and he expressly said that the message is sharing is for all the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered all over the world. That are scattered abroad. I am a seed of Abraham. You are a seed of Abraham by spiritual association would belong to the seed the lineage of Abraham by biblical standard we belong to the lineage 
of Abraham. And by the token of salvation, we belong to the tribes of Israel. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Count ye all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, the temptation that the apostle is talking about here is not talking about just only temptation to commit atrocities, temptation to commit sin against God. It's not talking about temptation to do evil or temptation to repay evil for evil, temptation to commit fornication, temptation to commit adultery. It's talking about the trials of our faith. The trials, the temptation that come to us in form of trials and tribulations. We go through diverse kind of issues in life. As Christians, we are in the arena, in a very big arena, where the devil is given opportunity to constantly bombard us with different kind of trials and temptations. How do you deal with the trials and the temptations that have confronted you, that are still confronting you? Most of the people who I have met who had a serious and deep relationship with God, they still go through temptations, they still go through trials and tribulations. It simply means that even having a deeper relationship with God, communicating with God every day, eating breakfast on your table with God every day, eating dinner with God every day, does not exonerate you from the challenges of life. As a matter of fact, sometimes it can grant you access to more trials and more temptations because you being closer to God, you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness and is constantly looking for a way to pull you down. It's constantly looking for a way to frustrate your faith so that you will not be able to become who God has created you to become. When we come closer to God, we receive grace, we receive power, we receive anointing to be able to do greater exploit for God. The devil understood that when you are very close to God, you are bound to be empowered to pull down his stronghold in the life of everyone that God sends you to. So it will launch serious offensive against you so that you will not be focused on staying in the presence of God. Trials and temptations, tribulations, attack, delays to our prayers, disappointment, failure at the edge of breakthroughs, some of these negative things that happens in our life, they are part of the trials, they are part of the tribulations, they are 
part of the temptations we are supposed to face to build our faith. God will not allow you to be tempted with something that you cannot handle. Meaning everything that comes our way, every challenge we go through, every challenge we face, we have the inner strength that God has given to us to be able to manage the situation and come out of those situations without injuring ourselves headwise and without losing an outer of our faith. When we are able to put things in perspective, we'll be able to understand that every trials and temptation that comes our way, there is one major thing that God wants to teach us. And that is teaching us to be patient. Because, according to the scripture, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith produces patience. What it means is that whenever we find ourselves in trials, in temptation, in tribulation, whatever name you can call it, our first line of action, the first thing that is required from us as God's children is to calm down and exercise patience. We should not jump into conclusion. You see, when we are able to calm down and we are able to exercise patience, we may be able to discover things that we may not be able to discover if we have worried. We may be able to discover the purpose of God for the trials and the tribulations that comes our way. I have a popular saying that I always say that for every mountain, there are some that God will help you move away. There are some mountains that God will not help you move them away. But God will give you the skill, the ability. He will, through patience, teach you how to get rid of those mountains yourself. Because all the powers we need to become who he has created us to become lies within us. He has already given us the Holy Spirit to help us to navigate the sea the waves of the sea of life that's the duty of the holy spirit that is why i always emphasize the fact that we must learn to open up our spirit our soul our body for the holy spirit to fill us so that he will be able to lead us in the right path god already made provision for an escape from every temptations and trials that we find ourselves are you dealing with financial issues? Are you dealing with marital issues? Are you dealing with dream issues? Are you dealing with issues that only you understand, only you know, you cannot discuss with anybody? There is one thing that God wants you to learn, and that is being patient. Being patient in the sense that we need to realize that we, no matter how fast we run, no matter how skillful we are and no matter how skillfully we can play the game of life we can never outrun God and our complaints our worries our agitations our reporting our problem to our friends our families will not make God to change his mind 
as to the time that he has appointed to visit us. Everybody have a time of visitation. Everybody have an appointed time for his or a visitation. And you cannot rush God to bring your time of visitation to the time that you want. God only operates based on his own time. And his timing is always the best for, for us. The reason why sometimes we may feel that God is delaying in the fulfillment of his promises for our life is because we are using our own sense. We are interpreting the promises of God based on our own perspectives. We interpret the promises of God based on our own experiences. We interpret the promises of God based on our expectations and our wants. God interprets his will and his purpose for our life and he acts on his purpose for our life based on his appointed time, based on his divine mandate, divine timing. So you cannot run ahead of God. You cannot jump ahead of God and you cannot force God to do what he doesn't want to do. The key lesson I want to learn today here is that patience is one of the virtues every Christian must have. Patience is one of the virtues every believer must possess. Patience is something that God wants us to have as our first line of reaction whenever we find ourselves in any situation. Let's continue. But let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Let patience have a perfect work. Sometimes I must admit, I must agree with you that it is not easy to wait. One of the most difficult thing to do as a Christian is waiting. Waiting on God. Waiting on His promises. Imagine you are there, you are waiting on God and the people who met you where you are, they, they met you there and then they left you behind. We will be tempted to compare our life but God told us not to compare our life to the life of others the life of unbelievers the fact is that what they are doing to outrun you in the race of life I'm not sure you have the temerity or the heart to do some of those things because you want to be godly you want to obey God there are some things you will not put your hands in so if you are not going to do what others are doing to sort of increase their speed or accelerate their life there is no need for us to compare our life to the people because if they tell you what they are doing to bring to speed everything in their life you realize that you do not have the heart you do not have the strength to to enter into those things there are these days there are pastors who join occult these days there are christian practicing occultism in order to accelerate their journey, in order to make sure that 
they have the wealth, the riches, and the, the fame and the popularity they want. There are gospel musicians who travel as far as going to some country. I don't want to mention the name of any country. They go as far as that country to go and make sacrifice on top of their album. They take the master CD to the herbalist and they call themselves gospel musicians. A gospel musician is not someone who sings songs that contain the name of Jesus Christ. Even the devil can sing songs and put the name of Jesus Christ inside. A gospel musician is someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit and is delivering the mind of God to his people through songs, through music, through praises, through worship, and through messages in, in songs. The fact that somebody sang him in their album does not mean that they are gospel singer. What makes you a gospel singer is the inspiration, the power behind the message you are passing across. There are so many so-called gospel musicians today that are practicing occultism. They, 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 they go to any length to acquire popularity and fame. And that's not what we are called into. And you that you are just a, a startup gospel musician, you are comparing yourself to people like this. Can you do what they do? You can't. Can you sacrifice 10 years of your life? 10 years of your age? Let's say you are supposed to grow and become 70 or 80 before you go home to be with the Lord. You sold 10 years of that year. Now it is reduced to 70. That's what they will tell you on the altar when you are making the pledge. But as a matter of fact, they are only giving you additional 10 years to the age you have right now. So if you are 24 and you went to them to collect powers or to, to collect things, it means that by the age of 34, you are dying or you are going straight into penury. There are so many people who did money ritual at the early stage of their life. They are now 30. They are living in serious abject poverty. It pays to wait on God. It pays to be patient. People are running out of marriages today because they rushed into it. You are praying for God to give you a husband, praying to give you a wife. God has not answered you yet. Use that period to develop yourself and make yourself a better person. Stop comparing yourself to your friends that are married. All my friends are married. They are, some of them have given birth to three children. That's one thing that people do these days. Oh, all my friends are already married. They are already giving birth to all their three children. Where I am still here, I'm still trusting in God and God is not doing anything for me. You don't actually understand what God is saving you from. The fact that your friend comes out every day to smile with their three children does not mean that they are happy in that marriage. I am not against marriage. But it pays to wait on God. Stay where God has put you continue to seek his face, continue to trust him and at the appointed time he will bring to pass all the promises that he has promised you. Let your situation teach you patience. 
whether you pray to God, God answers you. Let it teach you patience. Let us learn to manage our impulses and control our agitations. At the appointed time of God, the answer we seek shall be released unto us. Patience is a virtue everyone must have. A young lady was in a dating relationship like he was dating she was dating this young man what we christian we call it courtship she actually thought she was in courtship with the young man but the young man knew what he was doing before the young man traveled abroad the young man proposed marriage to her put a ring in her finger because many ladies thought that once a man put a ring in their finger their problem is solved ring does not solve any problem somebody can put ring in your finger and still come back and remove the ring later so many people think that once this man put ring in my finger now i am calm i am at peace ring does not solve anything it's just ring it is the holy spirit it's the holy spirit that 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 makes the will of god to come to pass in the life of the people it's not ring because I have seen many people who collected ring and the ring destroyed their life. So the young lady took the ring, put the ring in her hand. She was so happy. She even gave testimony of the goodness of the Lord. But there was something that was not working for me. So I approached her and I told her, listen, my spirit does not agree with this relationship. Let's continue to pray. Something is fishy about this relationship. She got angry with me. You know, that's how people are. Once the pastor is talking, they think the pastor doesn't want them to be happy. So, the man travels and is supposed to come back within the shortest period of time. Two weeks has passed. Four weeks has passed six weeks has passed it's not coming back then the sister became worried so he started looking for his number called some of his friends and finally got his number he called him the first response the young man told the lady is that don't be a fool do you think somebody like me will just come down to the country where you are and I will not have somebody. I am a married man with two kids. I just used you to while away the time while I was in the country you were staying. Such a very bad way to break up with somebody. Such a very bad way to break somebody's heart. Then she got angry with God. Why would God allow her to go through such things? She's never going to church again. She will not serve God again. I told her it's not God's fault because God was alerting you through your friends, through your pastors, through your family members. God was speaking to you, but you were adamant because you thought the blessing is from God. We are not blaming you for thinking 
and for hoping that God has answered your prayer. It is not a problem. It is not a sin. It is nothing to be ashamed of to feel like God has answered your prayer, to rejoice, to testify, to hope for a better life. It is nothing to be ashamed of. But why we rejoice, why we embrace something that looks like the blessing of God, we should also learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. And that is where patience comes in. It is my prayer today that this short message will draw your heart to a place of patience. That God will give myself and you the grace to patiently wait upon him. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, with the blessing of Israel. Please meditate more on the book of James chapter 1 as a whole. I believe the Holy Spirit still have more message for you in that chapter of the Bible. God bless you. Have a blessed day. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you. Thank you.